So maybe also a question here um, about the size of the computation and the power of computation as well, what you mentioned. And I think also in FEM we have this issue. And sometimes maybe model order reduction is used in that case. Do you think that technique, such technique like that can be used for MBM if we speak about um, handling uh, the computation time and maybe figuring out maybe the most significant parts of the the material we have to consider. Is this something could happen in MBM? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, I think there's kind of an, uh, like a few ways that you can kind of reduce the computational cost of MPM. So of course, you know you're only going to want to simulate the exact uh, portion of the material that you want dynamics from. So like in something like, let's just sit, use major motion pictures as an example, something like Frozen, where the characters are walking through the snow, the snow is only modeled like directly where their feet are. You know, it's not like you can reduce cost by really being clever with what parts you're actually simulating and then kind of creating an illusion uh, outside of that area. But at the same time, there's been a lot of efforts lately to speed up MPM. And so I think... Maybe two years ago was the first GPU MPM paper out of our group. And then this year's SIGGRAPH, we actually have a multi-GPU MPM algorithm that is really impressively fast and running, you know, tens of millions of particles pretty quickly, comparatively. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, oh, but also an exciting part of MPM, the community, is that there's also this um, programming language called Tai Chi that um, came out a few years ago. And that's been really exciting because it also kind of is a really nice entry point for people to MPM because it has a Python API, so you're coding in Python, but it's doing all of this like incredible optimization under the hood because it's really kind of a compiler um, underneath the Python API. And it allows you to write um, like a full NPM simulation in, I think they advertise, 88 lines of code. <laughs> so it's pretty yeah. incredible how much work has gone into optimizing this because it is notoriously uh, computationally intensive. Um, and, you know, a lot of what I do is running simulations in parallel and then trying to work on other things while I'm waiting for the results on that, you know, because it can be pretty arduously slow at times. So maybe I'm curious to ask you maybe misconception about material bond method. Maybe student first time maybe hear about material bond method. And what could be misconception uh, or clarification you you want to say about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say there's probably two main misconceptions about NPM. And the first being that it's super good at everything. It's not super good at everything. <laughs> it's, um, it's got significant limita limitations. Um, and when you first learn about it and see what it can do, it sort of seems like this infallible, um, oh, we can do phase change and foam and elasticity and plasticity. It can do everything. But again, it does have that um, pretty big issue with strong discontinuities. Um, and then, you know, the limitations on explicit MPM time stepping and whatnot. Like, FVM does afford us some other nice things that could make it a better option sometimes. But I would also say that another big uh, misconception about MPM is that it's impossibly hard to learn. Um, and I did find it, as I mentioned, incredibly intimidating at first, and I admittedly still struggle through some of the underlying math and physics and whatnot, but there are more and more tools out there that are making it more accessible, like Tai Chi, like I just mentioned. Um, yeah. And so 
it's really kind of, I feel like there's a lot of work that's gone into making it more accessible, and I'd really love to see more people working with NPM, because I think the perceived difficulty is really one of the greatest walls to the community growing 